I met my best friend Anne in 1985. And the Babysitter's Club kept her friendship alive. Then Emily was born in 1988. And she said, Thanks, Aunt Esme. These books are great. Now we're all grown up and we're living our dreams. As a writer and a scholar and an expert on teens. And we're gonna start again from the very first book because we're stuck. Welcome to Stuck in Stony Brook, a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. Today we're discussing season two of the Netflix Babysitter's Club series. It's a bonus episode! Wait, we were supposed to watch the Netflix show? (laughs) Oh, but What did you watch, Emily? (laughs) I watched Pretty Little Liars for the 17th time. (laughs) This is now a Pretty Little Liars podcast. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sure that exists. Oh, I'm sure there's like 20. It's probably called like Pretty Little Podcast. Oh, that's a, wow, that's a really great name. Thanks. Damn. Damn. I've never seen one episode of that show. I'm too Me old neither. for it, I think. I'm too old for it. I was like <laughs> 25 when it came out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Maybe we should back up and tell you about the members of the podcast. Uh, I'm Esme Schaller. I'm an adolescent psychologist. I'm kind of bossy, but I have a big heart. I'm Annie Chikala, a freelance writer. I'm a mischievous pragmatist with a sweet tooth. And I'm Emily Crandall, a feminist scholar. I'm a total individual and I like health food. Almost forgot it without looking. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I think we did very well. So what'd you guys think? We all watched all eight episodes today. Various yeah. various times we didn't sync up and watch them simultaneously like we did the first season because mm-hmm. of Anne had to work, um, mm-hmm. you know, on uh, Indigenous People on Day Indigenous People's no Day. I know, not cool. I'm not, I'm not gonna call out any of my clients, but yes. you know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Emily and I had the day off, uh, so yeah. What first impressions? What everybody think? Oof. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, of course I mean, we liked it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a lot. We just, I just watched four hours of television, so it's a lot to process. Yes. Um, I did think the way that they changed every single plot was really interesting. Me too. I also want to talk about that. That was my first question because I feel like that did not happen as much in the first season. It was just updating of the plots. Some of them were changed a little, like Phantom Phone Calls was changed, but it wasn't as drastically changed as this season. But we did predict that a little bit in our uh, Patreon episode. So that's true. That's true. Well, for those of you who cause... aren't patrons yet, you're missing some yeah. A plus bonus content yeah. over there, <laughs> where we predict Netflix uh, insert noun there. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's I... a noun at the end of that sentence. Also, listeners, <laughs> Emily just saw Dune, so she's really having to switch gears here. Yeah, that's true. She went My brain is all over the place today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, certainly, I don't think that was that big of a prediction on our part because clearly they weren't going to do Super Brat and Baby Parade to directly from the book. And in fact, Super Brat was one of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, and it was totally different than the actual plot of Super Brat. So let's, let's go through all the episodes. So... Okay. It starts, season two starts with Christy and the Snobs. And then we go into Claudia and the New Girl, Daisy's Emergency, 
Uh, Jesse and the Super Brat, and then uh, Marianne and the Great Romance. Uh-huh. Dawn and the Evil Stepsister. Wicked. Wicked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wrote it down wrong in my notes. Dawn, Hence, I said it wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then what were the last two? Claudia and the Sad Goodbye. Oh, yeah. I blocked that out. Yeah. And uh, Christy and the Baby Parade. Yep. Interesting choices. But again, none of them were kept intact. They were all, but I, okay, I was thinking they would be more like composites of books. And they were to an extent, but a lot of it was just new, yeah. completely new storylines mm-hmm. altogether. Well, so I think that Claudia and the Sad Goodbye was pretty close to the original. That was the one that close, most closely adhered to the text and was also, I think, one of the best episodes. Um, yeah, I really liked that one. It was it was beautifully done, and Mamona Tomato did an incredible job. And but yeah, all you're right. All the rest of them, some had pieces from different books, but some were. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I don't know. Super Brat is not. Super Brat had pieces of other Jesse books, like the whole dance plot was different. Yeah, and then obviously they updated him, Derek, to be a TikTok star. What do you think about the fact that Jesse is not? getting the lead in the show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is this like an attempt to not make her magical or what i i don't know i I was like why wouldn't they just give her the starring role like the whole series like her main thing is like what an amazing ballerina she is Mm. i thought it was a more interesting plot this way Mm -hmm. um because i think it you know shows her adjusting to being you know a fish in, a, a little fish in a bigger pond mm-hmm. where she's used to being a big fish in a little pond yeah i sure i th- i just think it's interesting because everyone else's main like character uh characteristic is like mm-hmm. you know is kept intact but it's like Jessie's still a ballerina but she's just not i guess that good <laughs> that like be saying like claudia is yeah not that great of an artist. Well, no, I thought that they just put her in a... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I thought they just put her in a more competitive school. Like she said, mm-hmm. she's always been the best before, and she's always gotten the lead before. And so mm-hmm. I took it as this is her step up, which I think every performer has to do at some point, right? To go from being the best... Do you think this was an attempt to make her more relatable? Maybe. And mm-hmm. le- I mean, less, I think that's what Emily was getting at, like less perfect, less mm-hmm. yeah. magical. Well, she's not that perfect because her jokes aren't that funny. Fallible. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. She wasn't funny, was she? Well, they I haven't know. told us that that's a character trait of hers in the series, though. <laughs> that's true. I did think. But I like that that's a character trait of hers. The way that her mom came at her was kind of interesting because like in the books, the Ramses are just seem like so fucking like, we got your back no matter what, no conflict at all. And in the, the episode, Jesse's mom is like, hell no, you can't be on TikTok. You were the one who wanted to go to this competitive school, so you better fucking work at it. Like, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. An interesting mm-hmm. shift from the the kind of, like, sweet anything goesness of the Ramses in the books. But I don't know that they're anything goesy in the books, because I think that they you know, they emphasize a lot that they don't, you know, that they get treated, that the she, both she and Mallory get treated like babies. Right. And that they're a little bit strict. 
Um, but like only in the one paragraph in the beginning. There's no evidence of <laughs> plot evidence of that ever. Yeah. Like I'm trying, that's, that's ostensibly that why Aunt Cecilia me. exists, right? Like Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to to be the enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked Mrs. Ramsey. I liked that mm-hmm. she she came at her for No, I thought it was great. I just her. thought it was yeah. an interesting change. Like Yeah. Interesting tonal shift for like the Ramseys are like every other family, right? Like Jesse asked for something and then she kind of gave up on it and now she's like, "No, you have to face consequences for your actions." And mm-hmm. like her mom's like, "Fuck no." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No uh, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that scene when she and then the mom finishes like ripping Jesse a new one and then the dad walks in with Becca and she's like, This is Mary Ann. Like she does like a hand gesture toward Mary Ann, like trying to hide in that Papazon chair. Like and Mr. Ramsey's like, Hi. <laughs> well, yeah, I love that. Should we do you want to start from the beginning? Sure. Yeah, I guess we kind of skipped to Jesse to do her about that. <laughs> So Louis's already dead. We don't get to see Louis anymore. I, I was he was he that. was too expensive. <laughs> was like, <laughs> like first, I I totally was ready for this to be like grief episode one of two, and then I was like, oh, I guess we're not really gonna do that. Okay, well then here comes Shannon. Oh no, Shannon's not gonna be here either. This no. is not. I don't understand what happened. Yeah, agreed. I, 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 it's interesting to me. I don't understand. So what really happened in this book? Like they dealt with the fact that Louis died. Christy and Watson get a little closer. Liz... Wait, in the episode or in the, in the original yeah, in the book? In the episode. No, because okay. what happened in the book is not, is not here. Mm-hmm. Well, right, right, but you said well, books, she babysits. I was just wondering whether you were oh, trying yeah. to. Oh yeah, no, I messed up. Okay. Um, she babysits. <laughs> right. She learns that Amanda Delaney is lonely. Mm-hmm. instead of just snobby and liz learns that shannon delaney amanda's mom could be both snobby and nice to animals well i thought it was interesting that it's liz that has the confrontation not christy mm-hmm. yeah and christy kind of like problem solves actually a little mm-hmm. bit although i guess not really yeah I thought it was interesting how like you really won the lottery and she gets all mm-hmm. and then Chrissy kind of says that fact where she's like, you know, most people who win the lottery like aren't happy or something like that, <laughs> which is funny because just like last week, Micah read me this really long thing on Reddit about all these people who won the lottery and like either like died or were murdered or something really horrible <laughs> happened to them. So I was like, Christy's cracked. You don't want to win the lottery, really. Um, The other thing that stood out to me was uh, Watson making pancakes. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't make toast. He did not make toast. (laughs) I actually said, Watson making pancakes, why not not toaster strudels? (laughs) Okay, but did anyone else think that the pancakes he was making looked like waffles? There were both waffles and pancakes because he's overcompensating. So is he a waffle maker like magnate or something instead of no, a toaster guy? Sunbeam also makes waffle irons okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. yeah. It's still in the Sunbeam family of, of consumer breakfast products. And do you think he had a base batter and then added the different toppings in? Yes. Okay. What other way is there to do it? 
I don't know. Sometimes I smush like the bananas. Sometimes I smush the, if it's very ripe, I smush it into the batter and incorporate it. Mm. So it's more like a banana bread. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hot tip. I liked uh, Christy's rugby shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I noted that. <laughs> Stacy and Sam are friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was, I was like, Sam, she's in eighth grade. Like, that's weird, but whatever. Yeah, if he was a junior and she was a freshman, it's still yeah, like, I mean, whatever. It's common. Yeah, I did think that was interesting, but I liked that it wasn't like it didn't take up multiple episodes worth of drama. Mm-hmm. It was just like a mm-hmm. like you could tell the emotional situation. weight of it, but it didn't like dominate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked Mallory's. What else happens in that episode? Um, well, Chrissy's telling the girls at the meeting that they had tea at the Delaney's, and Mallory says, "Just like Paddington." Oh, yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt would walk through the room when that happened, and he goes, did someone say Paddington? I was like, <laughs> oh my God, go away. That is a good movie. <sighs> Great. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. I showed you guys uh, the photo of Matt dressed as Paddington for Halloween. No. Oh, he does look like Paddington. It. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> he looks like Paddington. <laughs> Yes, you have almond-shaped eyes. So yes, Paddington is from Darkest Peru. Yeah, he's from Darkest. <laughs> it's very Peru. different. It's, it's hard to tell. I don't know if Matt looks more like him. Um, <laughs> okay, then we get Claudia Yikes. and the new girl, which is also a totally different plot. Yeah, I was kind of bummed out about it actually. I yeah. liked it. I, yeah, I mean it was good, but I I did want the Ashley Weiss plot line. Of the art, I wanted to see Claudia and her doing her art more. I guess mm. you wanted to see her really struggle with whether or not art was mm-hmm. or babysitting was distracting yeah. her from her art career. I was waiting for that fire hydrant, or did that happen already? There no, was some sort. No, yeah, it didn't happen. So. Okay, yeah, I didn't think yeah. So. so in the series, Ashley Wyeth is a high school student and is um has like, like she's like she's an, an influencer. influencer. Yeah, yeah, but goes to Stony Brook High. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and is at the Kishis because she is friends with Janine um, when they're having a sleepover. So everybody's like all impressed that she's there and Claudia's surprised that she would be friends with Janine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they all did the personality tests. Mm-hmm. I wrote them down. <laughs> so good. So Christy's the captain. Claudia is the individualist, which I'm like, what? <laughs> like why okay Stacy is the overachiever Marianne is the philosopher Don is a revolutionary Jesse's the warrior Mallory isn't anything at first until, at first until <laughs> yes yeah so most of this plot was really more hello Mallory than yep. just than Claudia and the new girl mm-hmm. yeah um but it, they made it so that Jesse's having training sessions with Marianne and they're having an awesome time and it's going really well. And then Claudia is doing the training sessions with Mallory and Mallory's irritating the shit out of Claudia with her eagerness. And um, then Claudia is Claudia's too her. cool. Yeah. Claudia is too cool for school. But then she learns a lesson about it. I did love Mallory's room that she shares mm-hmm, with Vanessa. Mm-hmm. It was perfect with like all the toys still around and then all of her horses. It's like, yes. Wait, did you guys think Claudia was like in the wrong here? 
I was just going to say, I'm not sure how I feel about the way that, like, like, I feel like we get a lot of Mal being nervous and insecure internally, but not always outwardly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, if, like, is the move to make it expressive to kind of, like, normalize it or be like, hey, everyone feels uncomfortable sometimes or, like, is awkward and that's fine. It's well, not, like, a shameful thing you do in private or, like, I don't know. didn't give her an episode, so we didn't get a chance to just hear right. any voiceover. That's true. So they had to show it, I feel mm-hmm. like, because there's no Mallory episode. Sorry, Mallory. Yeah. I'm sad about it. I thought Vivian Watson did a great in, job. I in like... season three, there's going to be an episode called Sorry, Mallory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that we just, we couldn't see it any other way because it was a Claudia episode, right? Yeah, that makes sense. It's an interesting plot, uh, like two plots to combine though, mm-hmm. or collapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then Christy gets sick. Mm-hmm. In the episode. Right. So there's a little scuffle over whether Dawn's taking over or Claudia's taking over. And Claudia mm-hmm. assumes she would be since she's the vice president. But then because Dawn's the alternate officer, she says, but then also Chrissy asks Dawn to. Mm-hmm. And so right. Claudia's. I really like that part and the, like the resolution and conflict about their fees mm-hmm. because I feel mm-hmm. like that is something that, that like Anna Martin would have written. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like, like it the, felt like, like a real BSC plot. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. Like I could see that actually being in a book. Yeah, like it's like <laughs> it's like teaching a lesson mm-hmm. of like teamwork. Yeah, definitely. Any other just some stand up moments? Just some good anti capitalism talk in this yeah. episode. There's, I mean, it continues throughout the series, but I I thought they did a nice job of it in this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and what about New Dawn? There was like in the first episode, there was kind of like, wasn't it like a nod to her being like the new Dawn? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, um, there was. It was like a um like a really cheesy kind of like they were all talking about their summers and Dawn was talking about, you know, two weeks in California and one of them is like, you're like a new person or like mm-hmm. something like that. Ah, yeah. I totally missed that. Maybe because yeah. I was mm-hmm. so nervous because it's the first episode. <laughs> You were nervous. <laughs> I was so giddy and like sugared up because we got donuts. So I, yeah, I don't know. How many yeah. donuts did you eat? I didn't eat that many, but I did like, I just like we watched four hours of TV and I just had like donuts and orange juice and tea. So I was just like, a, I was jittery. So normal breakfast? Yeah, not normal breakfast for me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I usually eat like three times between when I wake up and when I have lunch. <laughs> True. Anyway, yeah, that's funny. Um, I missed that. That's good. Um, I was thinking they would do that. Stacy's emergency. I I like this one. I like this um, episode too. I just really like Stacy. Yeah, she's just kind yeah, of cool. She's, she's just cool. Yeah. Well, um, I did think it was interesting that they kind of seem to pay, like, give a bigger nod to their real so, uh, ostensible socioeconomic status. Like, it's far more likely that like a bunch of young girls in this part of rich ass Connecticut are going to be like aspiring to throw charity galas than like, mm-hmm. I don't know, running a weird like drive where they're selling people's old stuff out of their garages to like send money to a reservation kids, mm-hmm. kids on a reservation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
So for them to come together for this kind of like she she fundraiser made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Yep. JDRF. (laughs) Yep. Real organization. Fantastic organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was, I don't know. I was worried. I thought maybe she was going to pass out. Um, Same. So I was glad that they handled it, that she asked for her doctor. I thought that was Mm -hmm. just like a sweet and brave moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she doesn't go to the hospital and it's not all scary. Yeah. She's not in the hospital for like three weeks. Yeah. And then, wait, was that the time? No, because she was in New York. But did... Didn't she had Marianne moved back already? But she was in oh. New York. She got to went to the hospital when she was visiting her dad for the weekend. Right, but there was another time someone was in the hospital. Marianne brought her Tigger. That was um, Claudia and the bad joke. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of hospital time. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of emergencies in Stony Brook. <laughs> yeah, I know. And in this episode, there's also kind of they they don't say it outright, but uh, Chrissy's mom. Is like seems like she's going through some sort of fertility thing, mm-hmm. um, which they didn't say it was IVF, but I'm assuming maybe it was because mm-hmm. she like talked about being hormonal and all you know that a hard time with it. Yeah. Then as the well, series con- goes on, yeah, it continues. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it continues. Which I was like, I was kind of bummed there was no Emily Michelle. I will yeah. say. Yeah, um, maybe they're saving her for season three if they can get a season three in before. I mean, there's still no Jeff. Up. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's but right. I think they just ditched Jeff. Like they got rid yeah. of Jeff. Yeah, like, he's not there. Jeff doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I, I, know. I know. Well, he's... you can hang out with Shannon Kilborn, who's now a grown woman apparently, named Shannon Delaney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe there will be season three. They're getting. I feel like they're gonna. Look a lot older. I know. They got to film it like tomorrow if they're going to do season yeah. three. I was kind of like, oh, they've like definitely grown up in the past year. Yeah. <laughs> just well, like one of our. They've gotten. No, I'm just saying that you can tell that they've gone through some changes. Yeah. They're older for sure. <laughs> they're older. Um, yeah. One of our listeners, since they're, you know, there's only eight episodes, not the 10 that we had for the first season. And um, one of our listeners commented, I think, in our stories that maybe they've already filmed like a babysitter's winter vacation or a snowbound, but they're waiting to release it near the holidays, which would be exciting, but probably not true. But I'm going to hold out. Hope. I mean, that'd be amazing. Huh. But... Yeah. Like a like a holiday special. Ooh, holiday special. Yeah. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really loved her pediatrician. I, Mm. you guys may not spend a lot of time with pediatricians. That woman was a pediatrician, like for like, she just had the like tone and, and way of being, um, with Stacy and her. That's um, awesome. Yeah. It was really realistic. Like I could easily work with that woman. And, um, and I loved, you know, just her saying, look, sometimes it sucks. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be bad. Sometimes you don't. Mm And this whole metaphor throughout that was so perfectly Stacy of like, I thought my diabetes was a math problem and I could just solve the math problem and then it would, you know, do what I wanted it to do. And that's not what life with a chronic illness is like, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, that sucks. I did think it was interesting that they, that it became a kind of source of tension in the, with among the friendships that she like, you know, people are 
worried about her and she's mad about seeming sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the comment when Jesse's like, oh, that happens to me sometimes when I'm dancing. And Stacey's inner monologue is like, fuck you. It's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I thought it was done well. Totally. Totally. And um, yeah. And her knowing that she's irritable because of her blood sugar, but still being irritable. Like, just because you know where something's coming from doesn't mean you have much control over it. You know, that's true for anxiety and depression, too. Insight doesn't always help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I liked that as well. Yeah, it was a sweet episode. And then it goes straight into Super Brat, which we already talked about a bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I There were a few things, like, few little things that I loved in that episode other than the Ramses. I really liked when Christy uh, called Jesse an athlete. Mm. that got me <laughs> it was just like a nice moment between the two of them that I felt like was very realistic are you crying um, right now yeah I'm crying no I'm not wow. crying right now but I'm crying thinking about it a little bit like internally it, it, it really sounded sweet. like you were crying but yes we can you can you like <laughs> put your tears into a vial and maybe we could like do like a giveaway or something Esme's tears Really what creepy. the fuck? <laughs> Emily just gave you the biggest what the fuck face she's ever given you. I'm we always talk that. about Esme crying. And you want to send some listener a vial of her tears? Yeah. <laughs> You're fired, Anne. <laughs> Emily just always send them some micellar water. <laughs> um, I also loved Mallory's graphic tee. Mallory wears a lot of graphic tees in the books. So I thought her Mm -hmm. book nerd tee was like on brand and good costuming. And I also loved them wanting to analyze Logan's texts. Stacey Mm. says like, Marianne, it's never literal about the emojis that he sends, which was really funny. But can you guess what my favorite moment was in this episode that I felt like was the most BSC moment? I don't know. It's they're all running together. The episodes. Just so I can't say which one was from this episode specifically. Okay, it doesn't. uh, It's a scene that it does not have Jesse in it. She was great, but this this part I thought was hilariously on brand. I don't know when Chaz, Derek Masters's dad, Mm -hmm. calls to complain to Christy that Jesse didn't like make enough videos with Derek that day or whatever, and Christy goes to the house. And like mm. basically, like lecture, like basically tells him how to live his life. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is like classic. Don't fuck with one of my babysitters, right? Yeah. And not just don't fuck with one of my babysitters, but he's like talking to her like a therapist. Yeah, yeah. And it's like very much a like Mallory with Marilyn and Carolyn Arnold, or like Marianne with the Prezios, like or like Don with the Barretts. Yeah, or Christy and Secret of Susan. Like it's very mm. like this role reversal yeah. where like a real adult is listening to a thirteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. But I That's loved funny. that they had him like actually listen to her. <laughs> Because that's what happens in the books. And we're always it like, is. really? So I Do was they? just like. Would that happen? Yeah, yeah. I was just cracking up. I thought it was so great. And that actor was like this perfect, out of touch, like douchebag manager dad. Um, yeah. And so it was really, I just thought it was great. That's funny. Yeah. It was a hilarious moment for me. Oh, and then, okay. Marianne and the Great Romance. I also like this one. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that the Great Romance is not Richard and Sharon. It's Marianne and Logan. Well, it's them in the background a little bit, right? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But I like that they're that the drama is that like 
they don't want to be official <laughs> or like yeah. making it official is too much pressure. Let's just keep it cash, no labels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Well, and I felt like there were elements from Logan Likes Marianne, from Marianne versus Logan. We haven't quite gotten to Marianne, Mrs. Logan yet, but my guess is there's like little snippets from each of those, but like thoughtfully updated and made significantly better. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I would rather watch r- old rom-coms and eat pizza with my friends than be awkward around a boy who's also awkward. Yeah. What do you th- what do you think are old rom-coms for them? Is it like when Harry met Sally, that type of thing? I assume so. What's an old rom-com yeah. for you, Emily, as the youngest person here? I don't know. I don't I don't think I've watched any old ones i watched them i've watched all the ones in my lifetime but like (laughs) (laughs) old ones i don't like because they're like i don't like the romantic dynamics Mm -hmm. i don't like all the jokes at at the woman's expense Mm -hmm. like uh, i'm just like well not interesting to me yeah i'm just curious but like i'm assuming it's the classics or also maybe some nancy myers stuff Mm -hmm. right yeah. Um, <laughs> While you were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I really liked Logan's bros in the background, giving him thumbs ups when he was asking Marianne to be his girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, like really cute and dorky. Yeah. Yeah. Was it this episode when they kept on thinking? No, that's the next episode when they kept on thinking they were going to get engaged. It was both. It was both. It was both. both. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like I like uh, Richard and Sharon's like they're not getting engaged. It's just much more realistic. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? So in the in the great romance, the bait, bait and switch is there. They have big news, but it's that Richard won a big case. Mm-hmm. And in the wicked stepsister, their big news is that uh, Richard and Marianne's house has to get fumigated. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> So they're going to move and in the, with the Shapers. And it's like, instead of going into an Airbnb, we're going to move in with the Shapers. <laughs> yeah. And, well, like, and I uh, love that the kids are, even the kids are like, well, because they're not married, they have to, he's in the guest room under this mm-hmm. like pretense of, mm-hmm. I don't know what. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like but- propriety? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Richard's really killing me this season. Yeah. Um, He had two really lovely plots in these two episodes so marianne the great romance was when he um brings his note cards to talk to marianne about going out with logan Mm -hmm. yeah because she tries to use him as an excuse which happened in the book too a little Mm -hmm. bit yep and um and he's like totally fine with it and ready to be okay with it but had to like practice and write it down this is something that i do with my patients and that i encourage my parents to do sometimes and so i felt like it was really realistic Mm. Um, and also just adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was really, really lovely. I think he's killing it. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, in Wicked Stepsister, when he basically confronts Dawn about being chill all the time and that she's Oh, okay. with the coloring book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that book. too. Um, mm-hmm. that she's allowed to be upset sometimes and that it's actually strong to take care of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was also just like right on and, and really sweet. Yeah. I liked that moment too. Yeah. 
I liked that moment too. Yeah, those two episodes kind of blurred together for me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think they were kind of supposed to. But there were other, like, things from other books. In the, so, like, obviously the secret passage from the Ghost of Dawn's house. And then Marianne makes that um, trap for intruders from the secret passage. That's, like, straight out of uh, Phantom Phone Calls, right? That's when she plays pounding down the walls by the Slime Kings and stacks up the cans and stuff. And that's at the- Christie's old house, right? To, yes. In the orig- in the book, yeah. Yeah. Did babysitting for David Michael? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she has that clown thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there the clown painting? Or what was the painting behind her bed? Humpty Dumpty? It was Humpty Dumpty. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a clown. I was like, was that a clown painting? I mean, what's the difference? It's, <laughs> I know. Similar. The Shattered Eggman is very different. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> They're both kind of creepy, but why would Marianne like have that clown doll? I mean, it's funny. It, what if, you know? What if her mom gave it to her and her dad had told her when she was little that it was her favorite thing that her mom? Why do you? Her or why is that your reasoning? Well, you asked why she would have it. I'm just telling you why I think she would have it. What do you, like? What? Because she's a clown just... enthusiast. Like, why else would she have it? I, it seems like the most parsimonious explanation. <laughs> I guess I'm just picturing like a mother giving her like small, her like baby, like this giant clown doll. Like creepy ass clown. There are some people that like clowns. I don't know. I don't know who they are, but they exist. So you're saying Marianne's mom was was a clown person. Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first. It's canon. Oh my God. Um... I also liked that uh, Vanessa was reading Nietzsche for dummies. Oh yeah. So um, good. It's <laughs> like she used to write, she used to speak in poems, but yeah, now she's reading Nietzsche now. And I like, oh, the secret passageway is not, is no longer, oh, yeah, an underground, like railroad you know, stop, railroad. Yeah. So instead of making it about, instead of the secret passageway, passageway being about the underground railroad, is more about prohibition. Yeah, right. It's a good good shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. bathtub gin passageway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was That's a, a good, good name for a bar. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm coming up with all kinds of names tonight. Yeah, we should uh, record our next episode of Pretty Little Podcast in the bathtub gin passageway. I mean, okay. <laughs> Emily's like, sign me up. That sounds great. <laughs> I like the hot sauce scene. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, Malia Baker made some amazing faces when she had too much yeah. hot sauce on her taco. I was very impressed. Yeah. So she's, she's very funny. She's very funny. Yeah. She I think out of, of subtle things with her face. Yeah. I feel like out of like all of them, I feel like she knows how to like use her body mm-hmm. really well with her character. Yeah. I also liked that, um, when Marianne and Dawn have their, have their fight, Marianne lists things that she's afraid of, and it's like the dark and criticism and even healthy conflict. <laughs> Good. And then when she's calling Don out for being a little bit of a hypocrite, she's like, come on, socialism, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so funny. I was like, yeah, that's that's how you call Emily out, too. It's mm-hmm. the, it's blah, the blah, same. Blah, blah, <laughs> so. blah. So funny. Yeah. There were a couple other digs of, oh, American healthcare system. Also, because mm-hmm. this is the oh, this is the episode where they 
throw Claire's birthday party because they feel guilty that Byron broke his wrist while Jesse and Mallory were watching the Pikes. Is that what happened? He broke his wrist? No, he hit his head. Some kind of head injury. There was blood. Yeah. yeah. It was a head injury. So then yeah. they couldn't afford Claire's birthday party. So then the club paid for it instead. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because yeah. Richard was like, it could be like hemorrhage or something like that right jesus but then he references that later that that's like Mm -hmm. he does that on purpose to like speak his fears so that he doesn't ruminate on them Mm -hmm. right right Mm -hmm. right that's like one of the things in his strategies for yeah for dawn Dawn. yeah yeah okay we're gonna have to talk about it you guys the second to last episode mimi yeah what do you think about the fact that they made her die in her sleep instead of she falls down and dies in the hospital didn't she die in her sleep? I think you're conflating it with me and Janine. No, I, sh- I think she goes to the hospital both times, right? Mm. I mean, I think she dies at home, but mm. I might be wrong. Hold on. I, I think, out. no, I think she dies in the hospital. I thought so. Because they were visiting her in the hospital and Claudia was like, but she was okay. Like when I saw her last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I totally thought she did, which is why I thought that the mm-hmm. change to having her kind of die in the night was interesting, but I guess maybe I'm complaining the two. No, no. She was in the hospital. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You're right. She was in the hospital, but she did die peacefully in her sleep. Yeah. Yeah. She was supposed to come home again the next morning, but then she died peacefully in her sleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so what did I think about that change? Is that what you were asking? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Because it's like a bigger gap between when she was sick. So it's like comes as a bigger shock to Claudia. Mm-hmm. And Janine's like, well, she was old and like she already had a stroke. And Claudia's like, fuck you. Yeah. We just had tea yesterday. She was fine. Yeah. I think the change was just like to hurry along this, the actual episode probably. But I do find it unrealistic that neither her or Janine would have woken up because like it's kind of a thing like they have to come if they came to her house to take Mimi away it's a lot of noise it's not like a quiet thing really Mm -hmm. just from experience like I remember when my grandfather died in the middle of the night like we actually went there in the middle of the night but it was like all these people came they had to certify the death it's like it's like you know it's a lot of people are in and out of the house. Like, I don't, it wouldn't have been like, shh, like, let's, let's get, don't wake up the kids. kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I had not assumed even that, I mean, clearly, because they didn't ask to see her or something. I didn't assume that she wasn't even there anymore. Like I kind of assumed that the parents woke up and discovered her and then they woke up a little bit after. I didn't think that they had discovered it in the middle of the night. Wouldn't that didn't be think more to Anne's point, though? Yeah, yeah, but I just didn't. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Anyway, enough about people dying in the night. <laughs> right. That's not the important part of this episode. Um, I think they did a great job with Claudia trying to run away from her grief and outrun it. And I thought it was really, really nice to have Marianne be the one that kind of brings her back down to earth. Yeah, and I think. She did it in a way that made more sense than like in the because in the book, right, Marianne is really, really sad, like outwardly more sad than Claudia. And it's like, well, Mimi was really important to her, too, because of her, you know, closeness growing up and blah, blah, blah. And I think it worked better to have Marianne 
a, be a sounding board, but not like not being her, not having her grief over Mimi be like a point of comparison to Claudia's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not that we see Claudia's lack of outward sadness by way of juxtaposition with Marianne's like devastation, mm-hmm. but we make sense of Claudia's reaction through kind of Marianne's like experience with her dad or or whatever because she was too young to really experience that grief herself and I thought that worked really nicely and it made Marianne less of like a kind of you know wet blanket (laughs) like yeah but I think they've done that all around with Marianne in the show compared to the books but yeah well and they still kept that she's you know openly crying in the meeting and she's really sad about it she's feeling her feelings whereas Claude is trying to run from them but it wasn't a wasn't a sticking point between them. This one also had a line I really liked where um, they're eating ants on a log, which is a classic uh, BSC snack, but they've updated it with dark chocolate instead of raisins. And Claudia says, dark chocolate therapy, almost as good as retail therapy. And Stacy's like, or actual therapy? Like, sort of <laughs> intimating that Claudia may want to consider that, which I thought was a uh-huh. good, good Stacy line. And Claude just breezes past it, which is also good, uh-huh. but. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like out of all the it was really sad. Very sad. I feel like Claudia out of all the portrayals of the of the babysitters seems like most like her age in this way. I don't know why. Like it seems like I feel like a lot of the other characters have they show like a lot of maturity in certain moments mm. that I feel like are not really that realistic for mm-hmm. someone their age. And I feel like Claudia's emotions are much more on point for yeah. someone her age. She's 13. Uh, yeah. She's 13. And like, I was, it just, it, it's like, I feel like it's, it's way more um, relatable in terms of like that age group. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Stacy is so sophisticated. I mean, the way, like, she has so much poise as her character, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, you know, Christy's Christy, and, like, Dawn is, like, this revolutionary, like, super activist and everything. Um, and they seem very wise. But, like, Claudia never never is like that, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even in, even in the books. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, and I think... She does a really good job at portraying mm-hmm. that aspect. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about her little tea ceremony memorial in her bedroom? Oh, that was really sweet. It was, it was nice. They had like some, like a nod to Japanese tradition. Like they had the Koden, which is like, like when they showed all those like envelopes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the envelope she made, that's like very like, that's just what, it's very customary mm-hmm. is like you, you go to the Japanese store and they have these like little envelopes that are for basically putting money in for funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. So that was, I was like, Oh, that's nice. That's like very accurate. Like every funeral I went to, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So, but it was interesting. Like, I think like the parents, I kept on being like, huh, that's like her mom, but it's like, she's not emotional. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, but that's, but she's also a mom. Like she probably off screen with, you know, her husband is, is much more upset. Yeah. But that's. Well, and Janine says as much. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I was like, that's like hiding your emotions from your children. Like, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But also there's one scene where they were like, Claudia and her mom were standing next to each other. And Claudia was like bigger than the actor who played her mom. Oh, really? I didn't notice And I was like, this woman is like tiny. Like, so is your mom. Yeah. Yeah. But like, not at like, I don't know. It was just funny because I was like, her mom looks like really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were definitely taller like, than your mom at 13 because you were the height you are now at 13. This is true. <laughs> like, yes. You were the height you are um, now at 11 because you stopped. Yeah, but like, I just feel like Momona seems so little. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of shocking to see that yeah. the adult was like yeah. smaller than her. <laughs> yeah. I was interested. I know you talked a lot about sort of the realism of the Japanese family in the first mm-hmm. season, Anne. And I, I noticed that. When they told Janine and Claudia, they they didn't hug. Like the the mm-hmm. family just sort of stood apart from each other mm-hmm. in the initial grief. And I was wondering mm-hmm. if you thought that. I didn't know if that was a purposeful choice or if it was more about Claudia running away or because they do later in the mm-hmm. episode. But in the beginning, I mean, I feel like that whole staging. scene was like, just from my experience, pretty realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just even the things they said were, they're like, it was her time. Mm-hmm. Like she was 85. Like we're lucky that, like they kind of like turned it into this, like a, like a positive spin. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's not, you know? let's not talk about how sad it is. Yeah. Right. It was more like, there's no room for it. And I think for Claudia, it was like, there's no, there's, she felt like there was no room for her mm-hmm. to be sad because it was like her parents were making it seem like, you don't need to be sad because mm-hmm. right. she had it's a peaceful not death. You need to be sad about. Yeah. 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 Best yeah. case scenario. Yeah. I mean, it is the best case scenario. Sure. But it's still miserable if you're Claudia. Yeah. 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 Of course. But it's like, you know, but that totally makes, you know, I mean, I'm interested to see. I, I didn't catch who wrote this episode, mm-hmm. but it seems like there was some cultural sensitivity around it. Yeah. Should we also talk about Janine's big news? Gay. Yeah. <laughs> gay. So exciting. Finally. Yeah. He's gay. Yeah. Yeah. She's the coolest, um, coolest girl in Stony Brook is her girlfriend. Uh-huh. And Mimi knew before anybody else knew, which. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very sweet. I love that moment. It was funny. I texted. I think our little text jam when I was like, oh, Ashley shouldn't take that jewelry. <laughs> Even though e- Mimi earmarked it for her? I I, I, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, what her parents are like or anything, but, like, the Japanese people I know would be like, hmm, that, that should stay, <laughs> that should stay, that should stay in the family. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was a dying woman's wishes. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. It's what Mimi wants, of course. Um, And she had a lot of jewelry, it looked like. So whatever. But I think because it was like, oh, yeah, like her grandfather gave that to Mimi. Uh So it had some like significance. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't just like a piece of like, right. Whatever jewelry. Like it seemed to have like. She wanted to give it to Janine to give to Ashley. So she knew that she was okay with it, even though she's an old lady. Yeah, I mean, they're like, how old is Janine? 15. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to break up. And then Ashley's going to have this like really nice, like piece of jewelry. They're not going to break up. (laughs) They're going to be together forever. (laughs) Right. Did you know, did you guys notice the other, uh, the other queer coming out moment in the season two? 
Mm-mm. Oh, Dawn's Dawn said she's pan, basically. Oh, you're oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dawn and, I don't yeah. that that doesn't even register with me anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, of course she's obviously would like any Obviously. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Okay, and then that leaves us to the baby parade, which we just uh we just recorded our episode about the book a yeah. couple days ago. I think what's funny is we've been talking about like how these are just kind of like loose composites of like other books mm-hmm. or like they totally change a plot line or whatever, but that boot boot still made it in. Right. And Mallory's pink clown costume <laughs> yeah. and Stacy changing the, the color of the boot. The boot is orange. Yep. Like, yep. wow. Yeah. But I'm like, also, the baby things. parade is real. And it's like the old school one that Anna Martin talked about. Yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. They took a, they just added a lot to it, but the main plot of Baby Parade, right up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They didn't take the baby mm-hmm. care class, but other than that. I think it's so interesting that they brought M- Mr. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Well, this reminds me of the, wasn't this a plot line in the original series? No, uh, you mean the no. TV show? No, it was the movie. It was the 95 movie. Oh, it was the movie. movie. That's what it was. He That's comes what back and to. wants her to keep it a secret yeah. that he's there and then he's supposed to yeah. meet her and then he doesn't show at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I do think I do think there's going to be more about her dad in future books, but we haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that's from a future book that we just haven't gotten to. Oh, interesting. I don't remember that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. I thought Sam did a really nice job. I mm-hmm. thought that was a good mm-hmm. choice to have one of them not be interested in seeing him. And I think Sam mm-hmm. makes sense given the age he would have been when he left. and. You know, Charlie's got to be the eldest and David Michael, of course, would just right. be curious. Mm-hmm. So as me as a child psychologist, what is like you said at the his age, what age is it most traumatic for children to go through some sort of abandonment? Par- yeah, it's never I good. Mean, well, <laughs> you said considering well, his age. So I, think it's, so. I was thinking his age and birth order. Right. So David Michael doesn't remember his dad, really. Right. Because he leaves right mm-hmm. after David Michael is born. So, which means Christy would have been six or seven and Sam would have been eight or nine and Charlie would have been like 10 or 11. So I think mm-hmm. Charlie is old enough to get parentified in that situation. Like he's the man of the house and he's got to like suck it up. Mm-hmm. And then Christy's the only girl. Um, and so she's going to have some gender based expectations and is close to her mom in the special way that she's close to her mom. David Michael's just a baby, so he's just going to be oblivious. So I think Sam is the one that gets screwed as the like true mm-hmm. middle child because Christy mm-hmm. is a, is the only girl. So she has some other bit of specialness about her. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he would be, you know, given his younger, like how much younger he was than Charlie, he would be more hurt and more confused by it. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just thought the actor did a good job. I liked watching him get pissed off at the other kids. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm like a little torn about Watson's kind of like reaction to the dad not showing up. Say more. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand why he would be angry, but I don't know that it was like appropriate for him to be angry in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I gotta say, and this is not a slight on the actor who plays Watson, but Watson is overall a little bit annoying to me. (laughs) <laughs> he's supposed to in be all a little episodes. bit annoying like that's his whole but thing I feel like 
it was more kind of like dorky. Mm-hmm. Like I took it more as dorky, but yeah. it's like for some reason I'm just like, oh, this is like what? Like he's a good guy, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's very caring and loving, and his intentions are are right. But it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, over the top. I think you're hitting on something, Emily, specifically of this. Like, is that okay? Like, because he's still their dad. They still have you know, other than David Michael, they still have memories of him and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. some previous relationship with him. And, you know, is it actually a good move to be that forthright about like, this guy sucks and I'm tired of seeing mm-hmm. him hurt my kids, you know? And I think it's more cinematic than realistic, right? Like mm-hmm. when he did that, you know, Gary and I were like, yeah, go Watson. Like, cause it mm-hmm. is like really hard to watch, you know? And like, it's so avoidable. And like, why do you get to keep, you know, quasi dropping into my kids' lives and fucking it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's like what a lot of, you know, good step parents feel in that situation. But then I think the conventional yeah. wisdom is you don't say it because you don't want to speak ill of their parent because he's still their parent. Do you think, yes, I agree with all of this, but because he is so wealthy and he is a white man that he felt he is like he doesn't even realize that he can't say that mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like of course i can say this yeah like, i can say whatever i want yeah i mean liz gets pissed right she's like fuck off don't do this and he's like no i've had enough and then marianne is like you know what christy i've been thinking the same thing my whole life honestly mm-hmm. right but that's like- an okay thing for marianne to say i feel like yeah, a totally. As best yeah. friend than step right. yeah. yeah. I just decided to like put my child psychologist hat to the side and enjoy it cinematically. And I was like, yeah, fuck Patrick Thomas. You know, I was just into it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know that it's like the, the quote unquote right move. Yeah. I don't like the deadbeat dad trope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Every time we go to LA and we visit Matt's friends who still have the dogs that he used to have when he lived there and we leave, he always tells the dogs, I'm going out for a pack of smokes and it makes me so mad. Come on. That's funny about dogs though. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's, I yeah. still think it's mean. My kid makes that joke to me and we don't have pets or children. He made it so. earlier today when I was talking to you guys on the phone. I was, Anne's parents are coming to stay with them for a few weeks to look for a condo in LA. And he's like, yeah, I'll just go out and say I'm leaving for a pack of smokes. Like he literally made that joke like three hours ago. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Come on, it's a it's mean and it's a classic. Okay, I really yeah. like Mark Feuerstein as Watson, though. I thought he did. I I I I think he's appropriately annoying. Yeah, I just wish he would talk more about his toaster business. That's true. You know? I I want to yeah. know the ins and outs. Yeah. <laughs> we did get a nice like shot at their house. Was that their house or was that the Delaney? No, that was their house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you envisioned it? Uh-huh. Pretty much exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I envisioned more columns. <laughs> yeah and they do have a pool you know watson doesn't have a pool in the books that's true yeah that is true i've i'm like I think good we talked about that before they should get a pool like if you're gonna live in a mansion yeah. you might as well have a pool for christ's sake yeah i mean i think that's for one sure. thing that's been appropriately updated yeah. for <laughs> the 21st oh, century and then what do you think in addition to watson's cinematic you know 
thing. Like, and then he's like, and I'm going to adopt the children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's okay. But it's just like, it all came at once. And I was like, oh man, this is like, this is a lot. And then it just like ends. I was like, okay. I mean, I guess it's a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a thing you should have talked to Liz about first. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they could talk about it. I don't know. If I was Christy, I'd be like, what? No. Yeah. That's... I'm 13. I don't need to be adopted by you, man, whose home I live in. It just seemed like I felt like Watson was like, I have the solution. Right. Right, everyone? Yeah. Like, here it is. I'm giving it to you. And I'm, you know, right? Yeah. This is what everyone wants. And I was like, well, that's a little presumptuous, yeah. kind of. But I I felt like it was just a way to have, like, a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess that if I was Charlie, I'd be like, nah, dude, I'm out of here in two years. <laughs> like, <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> it's, yeah. And how long have they known Watson? Like, like a year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right it was beautiful i loved it shut up <laughs> so snarky marianne is not a triple virgo by the way we did her chart i think she's only a double virgo that was referenced in the first that's episode. true we did do yeah yeah, yeah. they should have consulted us I know. <laughs> super rude I know. all right did you guys have any favorite lines i've said a few of them throughout um yeah what was that second one you said that was the one i also wrote down yeah oh this isn't really a quote but i i did enjoy when like when mimi had the fruit and it was like like lychee passion fruit and dragon fruit Mm -hmm. and i was like it made me nervous Mm -hmm. i was like why are they making the asian person serve all the asian fruit Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. yeah but i was like if you were i i want to talk to the writers because if this was like an Javis people would have served probably watermelon <laughs> or like pers- they were like persimmons. Mm-hmm. But honey, um, you've never been like Japanese that. in Connecticut, so you don't know. Okay, you think they have that exotic fruit in Connecticut? Are you kidding no. me? No. <laughs> I thought it was just in there that it has nothing to do with her being Japanese. And that was the whole point was to make Mallory look mm-hmm. racist. Mm, I don't know. Like, I think it works. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I think that it was a way to like make fun of it mm-hmm. or that idea, but I don't think it was executed very well. All right, because the thing is, fruit is very big in the Asian community. Yes, it's like a huge thing. Or I feel like she would have served, um, uh, like cantaloupe or something, mm-hmm. cantaloupe, persimmon, watermelon, orange slices. <laughs> I have never seen anyone, anyone. Of my family members serve any of those fruits ever. Uh-oh. So I'm planning on doing a protest against this episode. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Great. Very okay. on the nose. So if not a favorite moment, a favorite quote, a favorite moment, any other favorite moment? Mm. I forget. Just tell us your favorite quote. What? <laughs> Karen was great again. Oh, yeah. She's so funny. Yeah. Like, what a weird way to bring levity to the sad mm. episode yeah. <laughs> like a, a overly morose seven-year-old yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and then i did think the there's a ghost a woman crying but really it's just liz crying in the basement by herself was like kind of messed up Sad. and little... like i don't know if that was resolved in the oh like fully oh 
I the thing is, is like I, I feel like we understood what was going on, but I think, like, why would someone, a teenager, understand that plot line? Right. Kind of. I think they spelled it out. You don't think they spelled it out enough? Not really. I mean, we were talking no. about this earlier. Like, what? It's fertility issues. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, to me, it was like, it's like she was doing IVF or doing some sort of like shots to like increase your chances of getting pregnant. And because she was like, I'm just hormonal. Yeah. And like, blah, blah, blah. And then she was really sad about not having a baby. So I assume that's what that, yeah. that was. Yeah. But I don't know, like that that whole plotline kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. But we're trying to wrap this up in a, in a happy way. So <laughs> okay, I loved the scene where they did the fashion show in Claudia's room, since they didn't mm. get to do it at the mm-hmm. thing. That was like a nice little yeah, that was really good. Model, was uh, all the girls together in the club meeting, and then my favorite quote was when Richard is talking to Marianne about how she's not sure what to do about Logan. And she's talking about, like, feeling unloved or unwanted or something. And he said, your friends love you in an almost concerningly aggressive fashion. (laughs) Which I thought was just a really good encapsulation of the Babysitter's Club. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like something my dad would have said to me about my friends. (laughs) Like, from college. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like it's a it worries me how much you love each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's very good. I like that. What oh, is there a snazzy short version of that we could use as an episode title? Concerningly aggressive. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, I so I think A plus plus, I think this season's harder, right? Because the first season they have all of the like iconic Mm-hmm. top of the series yeah. books and just as we're finding right. with the podcast i think it's it's harder as you go on and get deeper into the catalog and so yeah. i think considering they needed to get deeper into the catalog this was fantastic yeah i liked it a lot i cried yeah, a lot. it was really yeah. good well where did you cry that's the last thing we should end on i, I cried every like, episode all of it. yeah oh yeah, all, of probably it all the episodes yeah. i don't know uh, yeah. just mimi <laughs> not even louis Okay, the Louis was part already was dead like, at the start. No, but David Michael Ouch. was sad. Ouch, Emily. I was like, "Fuck Louis, fuck him right yeah. into the ground." <laughs> he was already dead at the start. You know what? David Michael was Shut watching up. TV with the dog bed. That didn't get you. I was sad. No, that was weird. <laughs> I just can't like jump it. Like, put I the can't... dog bed on him. Like, why don't I just get on the dog bed? Like. <laughs> I like that's your complaint. Yeah. Also, using it as a blanket. If he was like on the ground, like laying on the dog bed all sad, I would have been like, oh, but he like has it on top of him. It's like bigger than he is. What are we? Also, go ahead. I just can't turn on the TV and start crying. That's not like. I mean, you push play and it's like Louis dead. It's not like I can't. I'm not in the mood. Yeah, she's got to work up to it. I know. <laughs> All right, are we pizza toasting in this bonus episode? Yeah. To what? Yeah. To um, R.I.P. Bart Taylor. Oh yeah, to the fact that Bart is not in this season. Miss you, Bart. Pour one out for Bart. Yeah. <laughs> he's well. Maybe he's hanging out with Jeff somewhere. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, I was like, well, Lou's already dead and there's no Bart. So what's there left to live for? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> as he's not happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. All right. So to the absence of Bart Taylor. In memory of Bart memory. Taylor. <laughs> Loving memory. Okay. Pizza toast okay. to Bart Taylor. In memory of Bart In Taylor. In memory of Bart Taylor. Yeah, that. Oh, this episode of Stuck in Stony Brook is now adjourned. Thank you to Anna and Martin for everything. Stuck in Stony Brook is edited by Emily Crandall. Theme song written and recorded by Gary Schaller, performed by the band Kid Kit. You can follow us on Instagram at Stuck in Stony Brook or find us on our website, stuckinstonybrook.com. Need some books that we mentioned? Buy them from our bookshop and support both a local independent bookstore and your favorite series literature analysis podcast. Find us at bookshop.org slash shop slash stuckinstonybrook. Lastly, if you're feeling dibly generous and you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be super helpful. You're the best friends a girl could ask for.